All right, before I get to my next guest, Chip Peck, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of our sponsors, starting with our friends over at the Ben Hogan Golf Company. When Ben Hogan founded his company in 1953, his mission was to make the finest golf equipment in the world, and that remains their mission today. They forge every club they make to provide the feel and feedback investment clubs simply can't provide. And their craftsmen micromanufacture each club to your exacting specifications in their Fort Worth, Texas factory. You'll only find Ben Hogan Golf Equipment online at BenHoganGolf.com. Visit them there today to learn about their great products and their great prices. also want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Golf Pride. In golf, light grip pressure releases power. Golf Pride engineered a secret the pros know. A larger lower hand encourages lighter pressure. Plus 4 technology is designed with four additional layers, which reduces tension in the lower hand to generate more power. Play plus four and release the secret that pros know. Now available on Tour Velvet, the winningest grip on Tour. Grip confidence, grip golf pride. And folks, this segment of the show is sponsored by our friends at the PGA Tour Superstore. This segment of the show is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore. See why golfers everywhere are proud to call PGA Tour Superstore their golf pro shop. Visit them online at PGATourSuperstore.com. Now back to Chris and more of the show. All right, now joining me here on Next on the T is four-time winner on tour, Chip Beck. Let me give you some more background on Chip's incredible career. He's from Fayetteville, North Carolina, played his college golf at the University of Georgia, where he had an amazing college golf career. He led it all four years he was there from 1975 to 1978. He was a three-time All-American and named first-team All-American in 1977 and 78. He was team captain his last three seasons. Helped them win the SEC championship in 1977 and 78. His 66 in the 1978 Dixie Tournament still ranks as one of the best rounds in Georgia golf history, as does his season average of 71.61 in the 1977-78 season. His 27 top 10 finishes is still number one all-time for the Bulldogs. He averaged eight top 10s for three straight seasons from 1975 to 78 and he won the Carolinas Amateur Championship in 1977 and 78. He won five times while he was at Georgia, including the Southern Intercollegiate Tournament three times, and the All-American Tournament, plus that 1978 Dixie Tournament as well. Like I say, won four times on the PGA Tour at the 1988 LA Open by four strokes over Mac O'Grady. A couple months later at the USF&G Classic, this time he wins by seven strokes over Lanny Watkins. In 1990, he wins at the Buick Open by one stroke over Hale Irwin, Fuzzy Zeller, and Mike Donald. And in 1992, he won the Freeport Golf Classic by a stroke over Greg Norman and Mike Stanley. Chip famously shot 59 during the third round of the Las Vegas Invitational in 1991. Finished runner-up at the U.S. Open in 1986 and 89, plus in the 1993 Masters. He was a member of three Ryder Cup teams, and I'm very excited he is with me tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Chip, thanks for coming on the show. I am, I am so thrilled to be here, but boy, you do your homework, don't you? <laughs> I try. I feel like, you know, it's my responsibility. If you're going to be kind enough to come on the show, I owe you that much. Wow, that, that was great research. You know, today is actually the anniversary of shooting 59, and we've had about 50 people or more go through and receive chip back scholarships from the PGA Tour and the PGA of America. So 
that's probably the nicest way to start the evening for me because that was one of the nicest things that ever happened to me. Yeah, no doubt. So, and, and I want to talk about there and you know, all of that in a minute. I want to first pass along, uh, you know, the best wishes from Tom Patrick, who was my uh, previous guest, and uh, he wanted to make sure that uh, that I passed his best along to you. Thought very highly of you playing against in college. He, he's an amazing person. You know, I I remember doing a clinic with him in Tiger Woods when I was representing Buick, and Tiger just came on with Buick at Westchester Country Club, and that was a lot of fun. He was always very complimentary and kind. And one of the things I remember about Tiger, he'd say, Chip, you're really working on this, aren't you? He'd point out I was working on certain. I said, how do you know that? He said, I can see it. I said, man, Tiger, you, you're you're a lot sharper than I ever imagined because I, I thought I was pretty uh, secretive about what I was working on, but he was really pretty sharp. But Tom Patrick was really a nice guy to help organize all this clinic for us. And Chip, I want to start by going back to your days at the University of Georgia. Kind of curious, a, a kid from Fayetteville, North Carolina, how'd you get away from UNC and Wake Forest, Southern you know, Southern Carolina, all, all those schools to get yourself down to UGA? You know, my first choice was to go to the University of North Carolina because my dad went there. But that year, you know, it was a six-man golf team in college, but they cut scholarships to three. And so Carolina was, they, they had a lawyer for the coach, and he was saying, we're trying to get six guys with half scholarships. And I already had a pool to Georgia. And I, I told my dad, I come from a large family of 10 children. I said, Dad, it made it pretty easy, didn't it? But it broke my heart, really. But uh, anyways, I, it was a great experience going to Georgia. I'd actually met the golf coach at the Future Masters down when I was in, in Dothan, Alabama, when I was 13 years old. So, and the fellow that took me around was from Fayetteville, North Carolina. His name was Jack Parks. All his sons are running Parks Building Supply now. But at the time, he'd drive me down to Dothan, Alabama, Fayetteville. And he was the most exciting person I'd ever been around. And so we had a great time. So he was the first guy to graduate with honors in less three years from the University of Georgia while working his way through. So he was a very smart guy. So I was thrilled to go to Georgia at the time after having met the coach and been involved with this Jack Park. So all worked for the best. When I went in there, I was able to start up. I was one or two on the golf team, and I was able to play every match. So it worked out great for me. And, Chip, your roommate, Tim Simpson, has become a wonderful friend of the show. He's one of my favorite guests. Really enjoy getting to spend time with Tim. Talk about, uh, you know, you two playing down there at the University of Georgia, being roommates, and what it was like hanging out with Tim. Tim was so gifted as a player. And he made it, he let me know when he came to Georgia. Hey, hey look, guys, school, you could forget that. I'm playing golf. and. Uh, <laughs> That's what he intended to do, and that's what he did. And he was a really uh, – he had a, a great golf swing as far as hitting the golf ball, and I actually thought he was a great putter. He never claimed he was a good putter, but Tim's got a, a photographic memory, and you can ask him things about me from college. I can't remember, but he's a great storyteller. So I've always enjoyed being around Tim. He's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet, for sure. <laughs> so he's – He's a, a no-nonsense kind of guy. I've always loved him for that. Yeah, he told me that uh, you're one of the finest humans he's ever known and wanted me to send his love your way as well. So I'm sure the feeling is Wonderful. very mutual. 
Wonderful. Love him. He he did things I wished I could do. You know, he was just an amazing uh, person. Straight, tough competitor. One of the toughest competitors I'd ever been around. He wasn't afraid of anybody. I asked Tim once, and I said, Tim, where did you become so tough? And uh, he said, Chip, I'll never forget it. I was playing quarterback at Woodward Academy. I got knocked out cold, and all of a sudden I'm coming to and All I can hear is, get up, you SOB. He said, it's my mom yelling at me. <laughs> I can't believe it. He said, yeah, my mom was a lot tougher than I was. So, you know, he's a great storyteller. I, I can see why you love Tim. I love him, too. Chip, thinking about all the things that you accomplished at the University of Georgia, and like I say, the list is long, and, and uh, I, I'm just curious, what's, if, if you think about your time there, any any one thing stand out to you about the things that you were able to accomplish while you were there? Yeah, you know, on the golf side, one of the nicest things that ever happened in my sophomore year, I won the All-America Tournament at a, at a Toscacito in Houston. That was the second largest tournament right back up next to the uh, NCAA. And then the next thing that really meant a lot to me, I got the Coaches Award, and it had never been offered to a a golfer in the history of the school where all the coaches vote on the best senior, best senior athlete of the year. And so I got the coach's award. But I, I got to tell you, that they had a poor uh, football team that year, so <laughs> that's what happened. But it was quite an honor. <laughs> but I, I remember that because I, I loved it there. Let's uh, move along to your time on the, on the PGA Tour. And like I mentioned in your intro, you – you won four times, and the first coming at the 88 LA Open, kind of thanks to a pair of 65s that you shot in the first and the third rounds that helped you to a four-shot win over Mac O'Grady, and plus, you know, a who's who on the PGA Tour at the time. You, When you look at those first two wins that you had, LA, and, and I mean, you're beating guys by four strokes, by seven strokes. You really took command of a golf tournament and never looked back. Talk about that. Well, what was interesting about it, it took me 10 years to win on tour. And I don't know if you remember, but back when I first qualified for the tour in 1978, I didn't make a tournament until July of that year. I finished 15th on in, in the uh, Western Open and made about $1,400. And I actually played pretty well from there out and didn't even make $7,000. So we didn't really play for the money. And I, I'd get to Phoenix, and we'd have four golf courses, 150 players, for one person at each course. So qualifying was really tough. It took Curtis Strange four years to get out on tour. And uh, like Tim Simpson, you know, he, he went and played Asia. And he was playing Bangladesh. He was playing place, places that, uh, I mean, it, it was it's a scary world, you know, when you start going to places like Bangladesh and uh, carrying, you know, $10,000 of cash around. I've heard my friends tell stories that, I mean, they're getting sick from the food and the travel. And so, yeah, we were, it was a, it was a different ball game, but it took me 10 years to get my confidence. Cause I, I, I got where I literally lost my confidence. Like a lot of people coming out, you know, and people at that time, they, they weren't really concerned about who you were coming out. I mean, JC Sneed and I actually played with Sam Sneed in 1979 when, he shot his age at the, in Illinois at the Quad Cities Open. And I'll never forget it. He hit me on the shoulder after the first tee. He said, he cussed at me. He said, damn it, son. 
keep that ball in your stance. How are you going to play from there? I said, what do you mean? So he's really kind of a funny guy, but I loved Sam Snead after that because at that time, the, the senior tour really hadn't started. And so I was playing with a lot of the old timers and they would really help you. So that was the benefit. Like, you know, I would play with Trevino and he'd say, Chip, you're the dumbest guy I've ever seen. You, you, you tee the ball up in the middle of the tee and you try to hit the middle of the fairway. He said, look at old Bucky over here. Buck Lee, I'll, I'll take that ball right side of the tee, aim at the left side. I'll cut it in that fairway. I got 30 yards to miss it into. He said, I'll beat you every time. So they, I learned a lot from those guys. Even Chichi Rodriguez, you know, he pulled me aside after we played this, this, uh, uh, course in Cromwell, uh, Connecticut was the shortest golf course we ever played on tour. And, uh, he said, Chip, you're the worst wedge player I've ever seen. Get over here, son. Play that ball back in your stance, chop down on it, and at least you'll get it on the green. So those guys wow. were so good to us because they were, you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s <laughs> even, like Sam, but they would help you. And I remember, I learned a lot from those guys. And so unfortunately now with the senior tour and the way golf has developed, a lot of the 20-year-olds, they never get to play with some of their, their boyhood idols. You know, like I played with Nicholas when I was in my, my late 20s. I played with him in 84 when he won the, the, the uh, Memorial Tournament. You know, so he was, what, 44 years old. So it's pretty nice to play with guys that were uh, – you know, a lot better than you, and and they kind of blaze the trail for you. So, I I love the tour. I wouldn't exchange it for anything because I met so many great players. You know, and I learned a lot from each and every one of them because they, they they felt like it was almost like their duty to teach you. I remember J C Sneed, one of the nicest guys, but you know, just a, a tough old farm boy, great guy. He took me aside. He said, Chip, let me show you how to hit the two iron. You're going about it the wrong way. And I was at the Tucson Open there at the Tucson National. It was early on, like right early in my career. Actually, Tim Simpson was really good friends with him, and we played a practice round with him. Tim introduced me. And those are the kind of things you don't forget, and those are the kind of things that make golf so interesting and so much fun for a young guy coming up through the ranks. I mean, I look at some of the the, the, the players that are coming through, and I mean, they. I, I just wish that George Spieth would have played with Crenshaw and Kite and would have played with some of these great wind players from Texas because George B probably wouldn't have the trouble he's having today uh, with such a weak grip and with such an inconsistent type golf swing. And so I, I think, you know, you learn a lot from guys that have really been around the block a time or two. And uh, so anyways, I loved the tour when I was there and uh, I have great fond memories of it too. Great for me. So, to reflect on a couple of things that you just shared, and let's start with the last one first. Is that what, in your opinion, Jordan needs? Does he need a Crenshaw or a Kite to pull him aside, kind of like the the legends that you spoke about pulled you aside and said, you know, hey, you need to change your grip. Hey, you need to do this differently. Does he need that kind of voice in order to kind of get things back uh, where they were a few years ago? Well, one thing's for certain, if you, if you have a Tom Kite, or even a Crenshaw, maybe not so much Crenshaw, he's kind of a field player, but like even myself, when I look at the, the type grip he's playing in the rotation of his arms and realizing that, you know, you start rolling those arms to the degree that they do and they're trying to return that club face square within one or two degrees of accuracy, 
it's a very difficult game. It's the same as like some of all these young kids, whether it's Morikawa or, um, you know, Dustin Johnson, these guys that, that really bow that left wrist. If they have a weak grip and they're bowing it, they're going down. They, they end up being like Trevino, you know, with back trouble, real serious back trouble in their thirties and forties. And, uh, you can already see it with, with DJ and some of the young kids there. They're, they're, they're pulling out for back trouble, you know, cause you start dropping that head five and five to eight inches. It's a tough game. And, uh, clearly they have to play fades. Fades are their best shots. But what, with, when guys have experience, you know, they, they, like Tom Kite tried, probably tried everything in the book. And, uh, I, I spoke with him and he said, Chip, normally you never get out of Texas with a weak grip because you play in so much wind. And how can you hit a, 200 yard shot, you know, 210, 220 yard shot straight with a lot of authority on it without curvature with a weak grip. You can't hardly do it. So, you know, the guys that have played a long time, I mean, you, you study the game 50 years like I have, you realize that there, you can see a lot of the weaknesses in what these kids do, but also you can see the gift in what they do as well. So if, like, if you can learn from like a Trevino, I mean, it's, I remember him teaching me. I was in Phoenix. I was in a pot bunker, and the ground was so hard, and I got plugged right in the middle of the bunker. We're playing a practice round. And that day in particular, I said, Lee, man, why do you hit it so easy? I said, you just bunt it around. He said, Chip, it's only Tuesday, man. I, I want to be have all my energy for Sunday. That was one thing he said, and he just laughed about it. But then I got in the bunker, plugged in a pot bunker. I couldn't get out. He said, Chip, you got to take that thing straight up, right over your shoulder, knock it down, the deeper you are with it the higher it'll come out. And I couldn't get out. Kept popping it in the lip. And he got down in there. Let me show you, boy. He showed me how to do it, and he lifted out two times in a row. I said, man, Lee, that's, a, that's impressive. Because I was a good bunker player because I grew up in North Carolina on a Donald Roscoff course with a lot of deep bunkers. But this was unique. I'd never been in such hard pan. And he said, you drive that ball down into the turf, and it comes straight up at the same angle that you approached it on. I said, wow. So they, they, those guys teach you a lot, you know? And, uh, so yeah, I, I think that, uh, yeah, those young kids could learn a lot from the older guys just playing with them. Like I've never seen Seve Ballesteros make two double bogeys and win the TPC or win any tournament. Like, you know, Jason Day did to win the TPC. That's how good he is, but he's got, you know, chips straight downhill out of the rough to the water and he, he has to leave, he leaves it short of green and chips it up there and makes a double at 16. He did that a couple other times, you know, it's like, wow, I, I would never see Seve do that. They just, they just blow it up in the air. And, um, it, you know, he, he'd have, it would be an easy shot for him because of the technique that he used. And, and, you know, I think even Ricky Fowler, when you see where he just turns the face to the right, and swipes across it trying to, you know, he doesn't use the whole face, the whole golf club. And so he leaves it in the bunker. He's lost about three majors. You know, he's the type of kid that's so talented. He'll, he'll leave it short and rough and then chip it in on the next one. But I, I just never saw great wedge chip player, chippers like Sebi do that. He, he never double chipped. So anyways, that's the kind of thing you learn from the veterans, I think. Chip, just a couple more before I let you go. And um, I had the pleasure of having Dr. Jim Suddy 
on the show earlier this year. I know he's played a big role in your career. Talk about how he helped you with your game. Jim Suddy is the best teacher that I've ever, I've ever seen. If I would have met Jim when I was a young kid, there's no telling what I could have done. He was actually the first teacher that actually taught me and not learned with me. He just, he, he's done more empirical research than anybody in the history of the game. And he, he's a genius. He's like a Carson Solheim in his craft. They're called mainline geniuses. They are, they're smart. They're brilliant in their craft. And so he's changed the way they're teaching. They're teaching body types a lot because of Jim Suddy. But he, he was never guessing. I'll never forget the first time I saw him. I, I figured out my, my career was over. And I, I, this, this 80 year old guy sent me a tape that Doc Suddy put together for me because he asked him to. And I went down to Australia and finished 15th, my first good tournament in about four years. And I said, guys, if he's that good, I better go see him. So I went to see him. And, uh, at that time I was getting up there in age. I, I started to play the nationwide tour at the time. I was playing seven events. I was selling insurance because I had still six kids to put through college. But Jim Suddy, the first day I saw him, he said, hey, Chip, you can play from now until eternity. With your fast hips and your long arm swing, you will never square the face. And I said, Jim, Dr. Suddy, say that again? What? And he said, Chip, you could play from now until eternity. With your fast hips and long arm swing, you'll never time your swing. Never square the face. I said, wow. And that's when I knew I was going to get better. So he gave me a chance to get my game back and play the Champions Tour, which I'm so appreciative of. But also, he gave me the opportunity to really understand the golf swing like I'd never understood before. So after teaching with him and being involved with him, trying to work out my own game, I, w- I would help teach his short game clinics, and I would teach him. I would He would watch me teach some of his students. So I really became very, he was like a dad to me. And I always appreciated how much I learned from him and how kind he's always been to me. But yeah, I, if, if somebody's really serious about becoming a, a great golfer and they, they want to get there quicker than anybody, that, that's who they need to see. Jim Suddy's a genius. No question about it. And Chip, now you're doing some work with the Perfect Motion Game Improvement app. Talk about what that is and how it can help us. Well, what it is, it's really personalized training. It's a system put together by Rich Kozowski up in Boston. He's got two two degrees from MIT and Harvard Baker Scholar. These guys, he's a data scientist. So it's really a data science company. And they they can help you groove your technique and make adjustments because it's instant feedback. And through the trial and error of the system that they put together, they will show you what you're doing with your golf swing, and you can have your coach or a, a expert guidance on each and every shot. And it works really good with putting, chipping, long game, every part of the game. It's it's the most amazing thing I've seen. I think it's the wave of the future. It's uh it's it's the only company that's using artificial intelligence, you know, to to tell people what their strengths and weaknesses are, and it picks a fault. It can pick 18 different faults, and it prioritizes those faults in a way that it's easier to teach people because the naked eye can't pick up what they talk about. So, for instance, the data has shown that one of the biggest predeterminants of good solid golf shots and compression 
and lag in a golf swing is side bend. And so this uh, app, you just put your, your phone on the ground, you angle it up towards you, and it can determine side bend. For $6 a month, it's like, it's the most amazing thing. You'd have to spend $10,000 before this app to find out what side bend really means. And then I'm also giving my, my, my son-in-law a lesson. He's playing so poorly. And I'm thinking, man, it looks like he's just backing up. And then when I, I said, Matt, you need to go on the, on the perfect motion app and get a, I want to see what you're doing. And sure enough, he was in front of his address position at impact. And then he was also had a negative left side bend. So it's like I could not pick that up because he swings so fast and moves so fast because he's 6'3 and he had a weak grip start and he was just a thrower. And uh, so there was no loading. There was no uh, – the pivot needed work. So I started working with him on that. And I, I tell you what, there's no way the naked eye could see what the app can pick up. So it's, a, it's, an, amazing, <laughs> it's an amazing tool. Plus, I've been able to forge really strong relationships with my students. I had one call me today from New York. He said, Chip, I finished fifth in a, in a Met section tournament, amateur tournament, one of our big events. And he said, I three-putted, and I, uh, they were playing Somerset Hills in New Jersey, which is a really tough golf course, the Tilling House. And I said, did you get a practice round? He said, I didn't. I said, well, no wonder. You know, I said, you're going to three-putt. You're going to have some trouble up there. Everybody needs a practice round at Somerset Hills. It's a really tough golf course. But, he, you know, he finished three shots out of the lead, and he was a little disappointed. I said, you know what, that's, to me, that's a really significant improvement, to not play your best, to be working full-time, and then finish fifth. That's a strong – you should feel really good about it. And so he was telling me a little bit about his round. So, anyways, I've developed such nice relationships with people. And I've been able to do it in a way that they really, uh, they tell their friends and I'm growing my, my teaching and I don't even have a, a club that I'm actually playing at right now. I'm actually in North Carolina, uh, helping my mother right now get healthy. So perfect motion, it really combines the biomechanics, the physics, the data science, science in such a way that there's nothing on it like it is, like it in the market, period. It's great. So, Chip, how can our listeners download the app, find out more information about that, and also stay up to date with all the great things that you're doing, whether it's following you online or it's on social media? You know, I have a website. I Actually, my wife and I started the Chipbeck 59 Club. You can join that at Chipbeck 59, and um, which, you know, and I can start teaching you. But also just go to the Apple Store or go to perfectmotion.io and you can look at the website. You can download the app there and, you know, just start taking swings. You don't need to have a club in your hand. You don't need a ball. It, you can do it anywhere you want to do it. One of the nice things, you can take it to the gym, and, and there are different types of motion, uh, you know, physical activities that can really help you get better away from the golf course. And then also you can take it to the range. Basically, take it anywhere you want. And so it's a wonderful way to get better and to develop the right feel for changes in your golf swing. So that's where you go. Just go to perfectmotion.io and check it out. I think you'd really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Plus, you can pick any coach you want. Kind of cool. Well, Chip, it has been a huge thrill having you as part of the show tonight. I hope you'll come back and join me again sometime. It's been a lot of fun having you here. 
Oh, you know what? I really have enjoyed it, and I, I look forward to meeting you. And actually, it'd be great to come back and uh, maybe you can interview one of my students at that time. That's that's really one maybe the Met section or one some big tournament, right? <laughs> That'd yeah, be fun. absolutely. Love to do it. Chip, well, thanks take for care. having me. I really appreciate it, Chris. Absolutely. Stay safe and all the best to you and your family, Chip. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you now. All right. Take care, Chip. That's a great Chip back and uh, so much more to get into with him. I hope we have the uh, privilege of having him back on sometime. He's you know, played in a bunch of majors, wanted to hear some of those stories and uh, some of the other, you know, from uh, some of his other victories and that sort of thing. And and then maybe a little bit more about his time at the University of Georgia. Tremendous career and uh, a lot of great stories and love to talk about the legends that uh, pulled him aside and gave him some tips. Those are fantastic. Want to hear a, a few more of those again. Hopefully we get the opportunity to have him back on again real soon. 